Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. Aguero! Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod on this Friday, January the 6th. Jimmy Buckley with you, and after a World Cup-enforced hiatus, it's time to return what we all know and love, the British domestic game, for which I am joined, as always, by the man who still has nightmares about the 1979 FA Cup (laughs) final, the great Ken Rutherford. Welcome, mate. Yeah, no, I do still have nightmares about that, and I avoid Arsenal supporters because uh, I'm scared of what I'll say to them about that particular match, James. But, uh, yeah, the, the FA Cup, it has that mysticism, doesn't it? It has that... Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of been lost a bit in the, the EPL, or the way the EPL sort of taken over the the prime uh, aspect of, 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 of things. But back in those days in the 70s and 80s the FA Cup probably held more more precedence than the old division 1 title if you won the FA Cup it didn't really matter where you sat on the on the league league table so uh, it's still a competition that all these clubs want to win no doubt about that absolutely and, and you know the, the the chance to play at Wembley for the cup I mean, it's effectively the, their version of a grand final, I suppose. Well, both semi-finals are at Wembley these days too, aren't they? Um, they used to be played at places like Est- Villa Stadium, Eston Villa's ground, and and Elm Road, and places like that, Old Trafford. But now they play the last three matches of the competition at Wembley, so it's it's a highlight. But even as we go through this round and look at it, James, the third round, there's teams in the lower leagues. It's, it's, there are stories. There are fairy tales to be to unfold over the next couple of days. Absolutely. I love it. Third round proper of the FA Cup. One of my favourite weekends of the British domestic football calendar. This is actually the eighth round of action. You have to go all the way back to August where you get the extra preliminary round that kicks off. That's followed by a preliminary round. Then you get four qualifying rounds. Then you get... Mm. Round one and two, which is where the League One and League Two teams enter. And then finally, round three, which is where the Championship and the Premier League sides finally come in. And we have three non-league teams still going this season, which is quite exciting. Boreham Wood, Chesterfield and at Wrexham. We'll touch on those a little bit later. Otherwise, it's just an absolute smorgasbord of fixtures. And kicking us off, the early game Mm. is going to be Manchester United versus Everton. $1.50 $1.50 Man United, Everton $6.80 in the draw, four twenty. Everton uh, in all sorts of trouble at the moment. And Man U humming along fairly nicely, Ken, I think we can say. Yeah, look, like a lot of the games this weekend, James, what's going to be very key from a, from a punting perspective is for our listeners to, to look at team lineups. And this is one such game. Look, it's, it's already being touted this match as potentially Frank Lampard's last chance. Um, he's losing the confidence and support of the faithful at Goodison Park. And if you do that, we know you're gone. He really needs to pick a team for tomorrow morning's game, Australian time, that will put on a show. Uh, he put on a show a couple of weeks ago against Man City. They won one and showed a lot of guts and determination. But the way they folded the other morning against Brighton um, at, at home too, I think it was, 4-1. I mean, there's a period of six to seven minutes in the second half where Brighton scored three goals and the... The fence opened up like uh, you know the the Nile Delta. Uh, it, was, it was huge, <laughs> mate. So this is more important for Everton to put on a show. United's team news will be probably of more importance. Who, who they play, 
you'd think they'd rest likes of Casemiro and, and a few of those guys, and Fred might play in the midfield with McTominay for as an example. Um, but really, that dollar fifty. I looked at a couple of rival bookmakers from Neds, and it was shorter than that. I thought a dollar fifty two to one on is a pretty good price. Yeah, and uh, Manchester United aiming to advance to the fourth round at the very least for the tenth season in a row now. So they uh, they do know what to do, I think, to get through this stage of the competition. I should say a lot of the the facts and, and wonderful stats that I will be using today are courtesy of Phil Annitz, who created the FA Cup Fact File account on Twitter, and he is an absolute genius when it comes to the FA Cup. Go and look him up. He's on Twitter, like I say, FA Cup Fact File. He knows absolutely everything about this competition, and he finds out some incredible quirky stats along the way. Uh one other thing I can say about this particular game is that this is the most common tie of the round. Both uh, both clubs have beaten each other six times each in past FA Cup meetings, so uh, fairly fairly even along the way there. Well, you look at the 80s, um, and look, Phil know more than I, but off the top of my head, I seem to recall Everton winning a cup at about 1986 when they had that really good side with uh, Graham Sharp up front and, and others. Um, they had a really good side through the 80s, of course, and uh, Neville Southall and goal, of course. Um, so it is a traditional tie, which I'm sure both sets of supporters will be up for. It's uh, it's not a game which United will treat glibly. They, they won't put on a second or third string side just to say, right, we're focusing on our next EPL game. Not at all. This is one they want to want to win and win well. Absolutely, and uh, you know, fairly close geographically too, which always <laughs> adds to the spice. Now, Ken, I might just ask, uh, as we do have hundreds of games, seemingly, uh, I might ask what you have managed to pull out of the pile from a punting perspective? Yeah, I've, I've looked at every match and um, I, I think there are potential good bananas. You always look in the third round, I think, James, for a Premier League or a Championship side who are playing against a lower league side, like a, the Chesterfield that you mentioned or um, Boreham Wood, for example, um, or even one of the sides in Division 1 and Division 2 who aren't going that flash but who will still play their best side uh, with a view to trying to get their supporters on side with them and trying to get some momentum back into the league when they restart their league assignments uh, next week or so. And you know the Premier League sides, the Championship sides, will rest players. They're, they're bound to rest players. There's no doubt about that. Wherever they sit in the Premier League or the Championship table, they're going to rest quite a few of their players. So it's picking that uh, teams, those teams who have more to play for than perhaps others. Um, so team news, as I reiterate again, everyone, is going to be absolutely vital. Look, I've picked three games. It's an all-championship game, the first one. It's even money about press and North End. They're playing Huddersfield. The team news suggests that Huddersfield will rest more of their first-string players than will press and North End. Going to Deepdale is always hard. Two traditional rivals here uh, on either side of the Pennines, and I expect Preston North End to win it at even money. Boreham Wood is one of those sides we, we want to talk about, and, and, it, and it will be the fairy tale potentially, of a, of a team getting to the fourth round. You mentioned to me before, again, They've been in the fourth round how many times? Yeah, so that this is their third time advancing to the third round in a row, which is just phenomenal for a non-league team. And they made it through to the fourth round last season as well. Amazing. So they're taking on Accrington and Stanley. Um, they're going through a horror run at the moment in their league. So I'm prepared to take Boreham Wood at home in Hertfordshire at the 2-1 to price. $3 about them punters. And the other one I'm very keen on, and it's probably my, my punt of the round, I'll be, be hopping on myself here, Bournemouth at home to Burnley. Bournemouth will rest some key players. Burnley uh, uh, away, going down to the to the south coast. 
Vincent Company has the side absolutely purring at the moment. They're thirty-six to win the championship. They're short. They're about four or five points clear of Sheffield United, who in turn are five or six points clear of the third-placed uh, team in the championship. So Burnley look home, James, to be promoted. Uh, they're at 280 away from home. I, I can see the Clarets going down to Bournemouth, James, and getting results. So a bit of Preston North End at $2 against Huddersfield, a bit of Boreham Wood at $3 against Accrington Stanley, and Burnley away from home at Bournemouth at 280 Multi those up, and let's let's see what my arithmetic's like. It's about a 16-to-1 treble. Bournemouth struggling at the moment. Uh, now, I can tell you this, that the, those two sides, Burnley and Bournemouth, uh, switched divisions last year. Mm. Bournemouth went up and Burnley went down. Like you say, they're looking like going straight back up this season. And Burnley, this uh, this might help your cause, actually recorded a 7 nil victory 57 years ago in a replay between these two sides. Well, there you go. And that, that's an important <laughs> point about the replay because last year there weren't any replays. This year there are going to be replays. So the last 10 minutes of games where it's quite tight, you might expect a team to be more keen on a draw than another because particularly if they get a home game and extra money coming in for attendance and things like that. It's, oh. That's what teams think about. Absolutely. And that is crucial. I mean, if you are... If you are a lower division side, you go to a Premier League team and you mm. can get a draw and bring it back home. That is incredibly lucrative. Enormous. Yeah. And vice versa. I mean, if you, if you let's just say you play Manchester United at home and you can manage to hold them to a draw, all of a sudden you get a trip to Old Trafford. Well, you, look, on the CV. you look at a game like, um, and look, we could pick the eyes out of a number of games, Coventry City at home to Wrexham. $1.83 Coventry, three sixty the draw. Wrexham at four twenty. They're a rough chance there, Wrexham. We know all the palaver around their ownership of the club and, and they've got their own TV series and everything like that but for Wrexham to get a draw at Coventry and then to have a home game at their own ground at the race, race course, course, yeah. Yeah. Race course yeah. that would be enormous and you can go through a few of those other games as well to see where that would be an important factor to factor in One more point I can give you here regarding the Preston North End versus Huddersfield Town game. They have not met in the competition for 72 years. Amazing. Who would have thought that? (laughs) I'll tell you, the history history of this competition is phenomenal. Now, a couple that that I've circled, I think... uh, Now, Manchester United, I thoroughly agree with you there. I think that's a pretty safe play. I've actually circled the draw in that Coventry-Wrexham game, $3.60. I think that is... uh, is pretty good play. I mean, they've, they've really got their tails up at the moment, Rex, and we know that Coventry's had a bit of an up-and-down season mm. uh, at, at, at this stage, certainly in the league, and uh, it would not surprise me to see Wrexham go there and actually get a result, get a result mm. uh, for the reasons we have mentioned. Well, they're probably the most famous club Absolutely, outside yeah. of the Premiership, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah. I mean, the... the even my wife looks at their results on a, on a Monday morning to see how they've gone over the weekend. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, they are garnering plenty of interest. One more that I've put the tick next to is, now this is an interesting one, Fleetwood Town versus mm. QPR up there on the northwest. That's a big, big trip for a QPR side that has thrown up several inconsistent results over the course of the last couple of uh, probably three months, I reckon. Mm. Now, Fleetwood are aiming to reach the fourth round for the first time. And this is only their 24th campaign. Now, Fleetwood have, have risen up through the ranks, as we know, yes. over the last three decades or, or so. And this is a pretty big chance for them to take a step forward as a club, take another step forward as a club. And uh, I can tell you this, is again, from the FA Cup fact file, this is brilliant. QPR 
jointly hold the record for the most third round exits in this competition. <laughs> and they've gone out at the third round 50 times. Goodness. If you can believe it. so uh, I struggle to believe that. But there's an example of a team, QPR, will not play all their first no. string players. They won't. Because they have been struggling lately in the championship. They were leading, I think, or certainly up, up yeah. towards the top about two months ago. There's still a chance of getting promoted. Let's not, uh, let's not uh, avoid that. But Fleetwood Town... Now, Joey Barton used to... Did he manage Fleetwood Town yeah. for a while? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. Yeah, they were a feisty outfit under that <laughs> one, I bet. <laughs> yeah. No, they were. So I see they're $4, 3-1 to one about Fleetwood at home. Yeah, I reckon that's probably worth a, a throw at the stumps. You know, it's, it's certainly not going to be the, the friendliest environment, I would have thought, for uh, QPR. The Cod Army up there will be going ballistic in the stands. The Cod Army. I think that might be one of those, uh, you know, one of those cup sets, as they call it. And one more that I've... That has caught my eye a little is Ipswich Town hosting Rotherham United. I think Rotherham are paying about $5 to win this one. You've you got a soft spot for <laughs> So let's, let's uh, just factor that yeah, no. into considerations, everyone. That, that's important. So you've got, you've got Rotherham here who are towards the bottom of the championship. You've got Ipswich who are towards the top of the league. Should get promoted. One mm. Should get promoted. Uh, Rotherham have not progressed beyond the third round, the third round for 21 years. Mm-hmm. They've had a, a shocking run in the cup, and to be honest with you, the only time really that they've made it to the third round, I think, in that span, has been when they've been in the championship. They've really struggled uh, in this cup competition. I don't know. I think they might be able to go down there and and get something. And again, you know, five dollars uh, to win that might be a bit steep, but don't be surprised if they were able to get a replay and bring that back to the New York Stadium. That's just another one that, that caught my eye. Yeah, dollar sixty two about Ipswich Town. Of course, Ipswich have a terrific uh, history in this competition as well. I think it probably nineteen seventy eight under Bobby Robson. I'm pretty sure they would have won. Uh, Paul Cooper, Mick Mills, their captain, the the, the right back. Uh, who else? Paul Mariner up front. Long mullet. Gee, he'd be, he wouldn't be out of place in Australia these days with that mullet. <laughs> Brian Torwood in the, in the midfield. John Walk, the Scottish midfielder. Gee, he was a good player. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to think that, uh, you know, that Ipswich, who weren't too far off winning a yeah. Division One title under Robson there, and then to see how the mighty have fallen, yeah. you know, down to the third tier. I mean, they're not alone. Nottingham Forest, Sunderland, Leeds United in recent years. That's right. They've all suffered that same fate. Team like Birmingham City as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a good side through that period as well. So they'll have their moments. Uh, I think Ipswich now will, will, will come back. They seem to show more patience in terms of giving their manager a bit more time. So let's see what happens. I'm going to throw another couple in. And look, listeners must be thinking, well, they're tipping the, the whole wide world out here. So <laughs> you've got my three, which I like. But if we're looking at upsets and teams with a bit of value and teams at home who are on a bit of a run in their their league competition you couldn't go past Middlesbrough at the moment under Michael Carrick their form is exemplary they're at $5 at home uh, at the Riverside against Brighton and Hove Albion who who are going okay in the Premier League they're, they're alright don't worry about Brighton they're a good side Brighton $1.62 going away but Brighton will rest players going back to my original point at the start of this podcast they will give certain key players a rest so there's got to be some value around the $5 maybe the double chance will be the way to go there after 90 minutes which would be working it out about 225 230 about Middlesbrough with the draw as well and the other one I'm pretty keen on is a team we absolutely slated earlier in the season in the championship James is a team we thought might get relegated and that's Hull City but uh, they've changed man- management and uh, they look a far better side there 
recent form is good, albeit their home form hasn't really improved, but their overall form is a lot better. They're at home to Fulham, five fifty about Hull. Uh, Fulham a dollar fifty seven. The double chance price again might be the way to go to around two thirty two thirty five. Uh, on form, the fact that Fulham will give players a, a, a breather, uh, I could see Hull getting something in 90 minutes there. Yeah, very good. Now, we'll wrap all of those up in a moment. Uh, I've got to tell you, probably my favourite stat from the FA Cup fact file is, now, Derby County are hosting Barnsley FC. Yeah. Not too far away from each other, really, mm. as the crow flies. Yep. The last time they played in the FA Cup was 126 years ago. Amazing. Can you believe that? <laughs> Unbelievable. What's and I can tell 1897? you... 1897. <laughs> is, is it 1897? It'd have to be, yeah, around about then. And mm. uh, <laughs> poor old Barnsley lost 8-1 that day. Jeepers. So they've been waiting a while yeah. to, uh, to take revenge. So there you go. Now, we'll run through some of these. So Rudd's very keen on Preston North End at around about $2 up there. Uh, versus Huddersfield up there in the northwest of England and Lancashire. Now, Bournemouth host Burnley. Burnley on a tear in the championship at the moment. You can get almost $3 about Burnley to go down to the south coast and win that game. Definitely worth a throw at the stumps. And then Boreham Wood. You can get about $3 for them to beat Accrington Stanley. Boreham Wood made it through to this fourth round of this competition last year from the non-league, and they're looking to do that again. They'll uh, put up a very good performance, I would have thought. A couple of other throws at the stumps. Borough paying about $5 to beat Brighton up at the Riverside. Hull versus Fulham. Hull are paying about $5.50. Either of those two games, you could easily take the double chance. Certainly conceivable to see at least a draw for the respective championship home sides there, bearing in mind that these Premier League clubs will be resting a lot of players. And just a couple that caught my eye. Have a throw at uh, Fleetwood paying $4 to beat QPR up there in front of the Cod Army. And don't be surprised to see Rotherham go down to Portman Road and get a result against Ipswich Town. Now, Ken, we also have uh, some Scottish Premier League actions, so I dare say they'll probably reconvene their cup competition next weekend, mm. uh, which we'll certainly look forward to. We've got a couple of uh, of lower leagues beauties that are going to be playing in that. Yeah, there will be. However, before we get to that, we have a full round of premiership games. I'll run through these quickly. St Mirren host Hearts, Ross County host Livingston, Celtic host Kilmarnock, Aberdeen host St Johnston, and then Motherwell host Hibernian and Dundee United. Welcome Rangers to Tanadice. Anything here that caught your eye, Ken? Well, first of all, let's look back at the old firm derby, James. 2-2, Celtic, I think, with a late equaliser. Your views? Probably lucky, I think, for Celtic to get a point there and maintain their nine-point lead atop the standings. And to be honest with you, that that could prove very pivotal, I think, late in the season. If Rangers had won that, all of a sudden uh, their tails just go up a little bit particularly for the new manager, Rangers. Well, he seems to be doing a reasonable job. Comes with a very big reputation. Yeah. Uh, he turned down a job in the Premier League before he took the Rangers job, didn't he? It was Southampton, I think. Wow, OK. They were pretty keen on him before they uh, got Nathan Jones from Luton, I think that's yeah, right. that is, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's got a big reputation, the fella. Yeah, OK. Uh, I suspect he'll be... He'll probably have an eye towards next season, I would have thought, at yeah. this point. I mean, Celtic, uh, they've just got far too much depth and far yeah. too much class you know and, and they'll bounce out of this winter period when it eventually 
when they eventually get through it. So they should be cool, man. And the, the way to go there could be what by by a margin. By I I would have thought so. Two and yeah. a half goals back to Celtic three Park, four one, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think you could you'd be pretty confident that Celtic could win that by at least two goals and mm. probably more. Mm. Uh, the one that caught my eye, uh, Aberdeen. They, Gee, they're on a shocking run. They are on a terrible run. However, Careful. however, they get their chance. Oh, they so get their sure. chance. They're Look, welcoming... Uh, soft spot for Aberdeen. But, I mean, dollar seventy-three for mine was a bit short. Are you going to take that? Here, it was sure. I'm happy to take that. Now, just, just hear me out here. I will. We're up at Pataudry. They're playing St. Johnston, who are, you know, going about as bad as Aberdeen at the moment. They've got to take themselves all the way over to Aberdeen. We're looking at about 37-kilometre-an-hour winds. I think we're looking at a nine-degree maximum. It's going to be a, just a typical, yeah. typical Aberdeenian day there on the North Sea. Granite City. The Granite City. Uh, we'll probably avoid it this time. Now, Saints, their, their only recent win was against uh, Ross County, bottom of the pile, and it took a late uh, double from Ali Crawford, who came off the bench, to secure the points there. Aberdeen have... I know you say they're going bad, and, and fair enough. I mean, Celtic needed a late winner mm. to beat them mm. uh, at Celtic Park there before Christmas, and they should have beaten Rangers. They're yeah, up 2-1 they with... Were. In the 95th minute, yeah. I think, the Rangers score two late two goals. Got two injury time goals. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's two performances against the old firm that, are, yeah. that haven't been too bad. To be fair, that that's potentially knocked them around a little I, bit. I was looking at that game on live score, James, and honestly, oh. if I had a cat, I would have kicked it. Yeah. Oh. It was just dreadful. Horrific. The poor buggers. But, uh, I mean, there you go. I think this is their opportunity. I suspect, uh, is it Jim Goodwin up there? He'll have mm. them. He'll have them fired up. This is one. This yeah. is their chance to get back to the winner's circle. I'm predicting an Aberdeen win, finally, to get back into the winner's circle in the harsh climate of an Aberdeenian winter. I hope you're right. Look, I've gone for Hearts to keep their momentum going. They're playing St Mirren, which is a crucial game. Both teams are kind of in that third, fourth, fifth position, and both teams this season have played well. well Hearts started slowly, but have now really found a gear or two, and um, they're away at St Mirren, who are 280. The draw is 3.30, so I'm pretty keen on the 2.45 about Hearts away from home to beat St Mirren. Good recent form. They won the Edinburgh Derby convincingly last weekend against their crosstown rivals, Hibernian. Uh, very keen on that 2.45 price about the men in, is it maroon or purple? Claret. Yeah, what would you say? It's I'd say Maroon, purple. I'd say. Maroon. I don't know. Okay, let's go maroon. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bit of a funny one. Pretty keen on them. There are some other really close games in terms of betting. Ross County, 265. Livingston, 270. The draw, 310. But you got Ross County at home. I'd like to think they're a chance, but their form, as you mentioned, has been poor. Livingston's actually been playing quite well. So maybe the 270 about Livingston's a bit of a chance. Ranges of interest to a lot of our listeners. They're a dollar thirty-three away from home at Tannadice against Dundee United, who are $9.50. But... I'll sit on Hearts as my Premier League in the Scottish Premiership tip for the weekend. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so Hearts uh, at a pretty good price there, $2.45 to go down to St Mirren and win. I am keen on Aberdeen at about $1.73 to beat St Johnson at home. And the last one I'll throw in, if you really are feeling feisty, I think Motherwell $2.70 is a reasonable price against a Hibs team that is uh, on a pretty poor run at the moment. We better leave it there, Ken. Thank you, mate. It's good to return to... Uh, it is. And look, look, looking forward to the, the rest of the season, isn't it? I mean, will Arsenal keep it going? Will Burnley and Sheffield United just uh, assume automatic uh, promotion in the next uh, month or so? It's uh, And then the European games 
particularly actually looking at the Europa League, the first games, you've got some really big names, Barcelona, Manchester United, Juventus, all playing in the Europa League. And I think the Europa League will take more importance for those sort of teams because I'll see the automatic entry into next year's championship uh, uh, Champions League as an opportunity to take away the, their own local performances in the domestic league as, as key, key moments for them. Yeah, there's, geez, there's some huge, huge European ties to look forward to. It's a good time of year, Rudd. It's very good to talk to you again, mate. We'll speak next week, and until then, happy punting.